Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We are preparing ourselves as far as our worship experience is concerned, and we give God praise for the wonderful things that God will do in this space. Wherever you are right now, if you would put your hands together, give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserve. Amen. Amen. We got a couple of things that are going to be taking place as far as this morning's worship experience is concerned. We have a baptism as well as a baby dedication. And we are doing all that we can to navigate this particular moment as far as those that are here uh, to share in this moment. So we want you to uh, work with us as we make some adjustments to our worship experience. Reverend Kelly Baptist is going to lead us in our worship experience. And just want to, if we could, check in right now. If you are watching us on Facebook, YouTube, or in our live chat room found on our social, uh, on our church website. Welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you. If you're on Facebook, share on your personal timeline without starting a separate watch party. We want to make sure that we all stay in the same chat stream. You can also tag those whom you want to invite to this post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel and then text the link to this worship service, to your personal networking. If you're in the chat room on our church website, click on the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. Reverend Kelly Baptist is going to come and she's going to share with us as far as leading our worship experience. Do me this favor, put those hands together, give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserves. Hallelujah. The word of God says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. We have come to worship, honor and praise our God. We are thankful to our God who is holy and righteous and true. He's a keeper. He's a sustainer and he's still doing and marvelous works. Come on, let us all stand to our feet wherever you are unless you're driving. Come on, get to your feet and we're going to worship and honor our holy and righteous God. Join with the choir this morning as they lead us in our opening hymn, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. It's time to worship our holy God. Amen.
God. Okay, I'm looking in the chat windows on YouTube, Facebook, and our church website, and we're curious, where is everyone watching from? Let us know what city and state you are joining us for in worship this morning. We're glad to have you. Our scripture lesson this morning is coming from the book of Isaiah, chapter 38, and we're going to read verses 15 through 20. I've got the New King James Version, but follow along in whatever you're reading in. Isaiah, chapter 38. Verse 15, and the word reads as follows, what shall I say? He has both spoken to me and he himself has done it. I shall walk carefully all my years in the bitterness of my soul. O Lord, by these things men live and in all these things is the life of my spirit. So you will restore me and make me live. Indeed, it was for my own peace that I had great bitterness, but you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. For Sheol cannot thank you, death cannot praise you, those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your truth. The living, the living man, he shall praise you as I do this day. The Father shall make known your truth to the children. The Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs with stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. The word of the Lord is already blessed. Come on, let's praise and worship our holy and righteous God.
He's been good. We've been watching some history this week. The Lord's been mighty, mighty good. Come on now. Let's not pretend that the Lord hasn't been so, so good. Listen, as you are engaging with us in worship today, let us know who you're sharing this experience with. If you have Facebook friends or you're on Zoom or video chat, let us know that as well. Then you can take a quick selfie of yourself in front of your screen so that we can see you participating in worship with us this morning. You can share those pictures now or after worship service is over. And if this is your first time engaging with us during St. Paul online worship, post first time and we give you an extra shout out. We've got a first time visitors link for you. And you can fill out a form that we can share in your digital welcome packet. Well, family, it is a good day. It's been an awesome week to worship God because, you know, there are sometimes that we don't think things can change and we don't think things are ever going. And, you know, sometimes when something takes hundreds or hundreds of years, you can begin to doubt that things are ever going to get any better. But I believe those of us who were paying attention saw some history happen this week and we saw some things change that have been going on for a long, long time. For, for, for hundreds of years, we ain't seen no, no, no color in, in our leadership executive branch, and yet we've seen some changes this week. That's a reminder to all of us to have some hope, because sometimes they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Come on now. The word says they'll mount up on wings like eagles. They'll run and not get weary. We'll walk and not faint. That's a reason to rejoice this morning. That's a reason for some hope. It may take a little time, but I heard the prophet say, if you wait on him, come on now, if you wait on him, if you will wait on him, God will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. So we rejoice this morning in worship. We ain't got no pity pat worship for you this morning. We're thankful, we're grateful, and we're going to see what God is going to do next. Can, if, if you just believe, just wave your hands wherever you are, in the sanctuary, online, in your car. Just let's believe together that God has some great things he is yet performing. Hallelujah. It's baptism time. Hallelujah. We are so excited. Can, I, can we get a little rejoicing? Come on now. The angels be rejoicing when someone joins the church, becomes converted. And we are so blessed and grateful this morning. We have a candidate for baptism that even in the midst of everything that has been happening, that he has decided to make Jesus his choice. Come on now. Remember your moment. That was a life-changing thing when Jesus became my choice, not just my only option. Come on now. But our choice. We have Mr. Antonio Rosier, who is here today day to be baptized into the family of our living and righteous God. We are so grateful to have him here with his fiance. He's the only one in the tub now. We still COVID conscious now, but we're going to celebrate and rejoice in our God. Come on, pastor. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise at this time. We are trying to do everything that we can to practice social distancing. And of course, uh, got a lot that's going on. Brother Antorio has come as a candidate to be baptized as far as our church family is concerned. Amen. Let's give God praise. Just want to let you all know the protocols we're taking here at St. Paul. I'm only baptizing one person at a time per week. Amen. 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 And so uh, with that, we have quite a few that are in the queue to be baptized, and as we work out those dates, this is how we're going to flow. However, just want to let you all know 
that Brother Antonio is getting ready to get married to one of our board of director members and active disciples here at the church, Sister Ashley, and we thank God for her. Brother, Brother Antonio, you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Am I correct? Yes, sir. And do you still want to be baptized and become a part of the St. Paul Church? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Brother Antonio, if you would, fold your arms like this. Brother Antonio, based upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we're going to baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
We also want to remind everyone you should have seen it on our Facebook page and you might have received it in an email, but St. Paul Baptist Church has become a COVID testing site. Come on now. On Tuesday, January 26th, from 8 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., I'll say that again, 8 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., we will host COVID testing in the parking lot of our townhomes. This testing will be conducted at no cost to you. If you have medical insurance, your, your insurer will be billed. But those do not who do not have medical insurance will have their expense covered by the CARES Act. So just remember, Tuesday, January 26th, that this coming Tuesday, that's the, that's the only day that we have so far. So between 8 a.m. and 2.30 p.m., not 2.35, not 2.45, 2.30, you can come through and you'll receive direction about how to get safely COVID tested. Amen. Now, listen, COVID testing appointments have been opened up in North Carolina, and I know that pastor is registering to take the vaccine once it is his turn, and we will be working to possibly become a vaccination site in the future. In the U.S., we need to have 100 million people vaccinated by the beginning of May to try and accomplish any kind of herd immunity and move towards reopening businesses and reopening our society. Schools, places of worship, we all want to be able to get back to our pre-COVID level. So we encourage each of you to research the vaccines. once, And once you feel comfortable, for those who qualify, sign up for the required dose of the vaccines. Don't go, Facebook is not doctors. Come on here. And even the newspapers have opinion posts. But it's important for each of us to do our research, okay? And to decide what is really best for you and for your family. And then go ahead and make that choice when the time is right. We also want to remind everyone that our Come As You Are, that's Kaya, is happening this Wednesday at 7 p.m. And this month, our Kaya topic is God. Do you hear me? It is a discussion towards a powerful and impactful prayer life. So make sure to join us online on Wednesday, January 27th at 7 p.m. Kaya is a service that is geared for our younger folks and is open to all. So everybody, come on in on Wednesday evening and we will talk about God, do you hear me? Because that's real these days. There's plenty of folk wondering, God, are my prayers really being heard? Because I can't see it and I'm, I'm not sure. So, so this is the time and this is the opportunity. Come on to the table. We're going we gonna to set up your plates, virtual plates, to be fed by the word. Pastor will be leading this discussion. I'll be helping him out. I'm a, I'm a person of prayer. Y'all may not know that about me. I'm a, I'm a woman of prayer. And so we are excited to get the dialogue going to help people in their prayer relationships. And y'all know what's coming up next month, Valentine's Day. Uh, nah, uh, yeah, for the engaged and the married couple, not I said the cat, uh, the, our marriage ministry is having Love Notes, Volume 3. Yes, for the third year in a row, Love Notes will be having, it is a, happening, it is a virtual Valentine's Day celebration. It's free to all couples, and we look forward, y'all look forward, to an evening of fun as they celebrate love. If you register by January 29th, 2021, they will have a special love note party pack for you 
to assist you with your virtual celebration. You can find more details on the church website. The web address is on your screen. We want all, look, we love love. Come on now. So we want all of our couples to have a fun time the week before Valentine's Day, and then you can do your own thing on Valentine's Day the, the next week. That's okay. <laughs> we are excited about all of the things that are happening um, still happening in the church family because sometimes, you know, as we watch the news and, you know, most people are, are dealing with some quarantine and they're not out as much as they used to be and you can kind of get swallowed up in your own little bubble, you know, where you are staying at home. But stuff is still happening that is good. You know, people are recovering from illness. You know, there's there are other illnesses beside COVID and, and people are getting their last cancer treatments, right? You know, we are still having people get married like our baptism candidate and sister Ashley. There are still wonderful things that are happening to keep our perspective, amen, perspective is critical. So as we shift into our prayer time, let's keep those things that we have just mentioned and the announcements that are coming up in our church life in mind, even as we mentioned those who are on our prayer list. You will have seen so many announcements about those who have been struck ill and some of the deaths. There have been, there've been so many deaths, you know, and it's not unique to St. Paul, but we are so glad that our God does not leave us comfortless. That even in our times of struggle, our, the Holy Spirit is there. And even when our church members cannot wrap their arms around us physically, there are so many opportunities for them to do it by phone or virtually. And so as we head towards prayer time, we want to keep in our prayers the family of Brother David Stroud and Aaron Green and Deacon Geneva Walker. Keep her family in prayer. Our bereaved families are still processing and they're processing it without the normal touches that we can give them and so we want to keep them covered even in the midnight hour amen so the family of disciple david hugh houston um, and we want to keep them in prayer as we go before god the family of disciple juanetta dobson and disciple donald springs and the family of sister shelby haynes there are people who are hospitalized um, who are going through surgery who are dealing with illness we want to especially pray for brother fred cornelius and willie perry shirley adams hear me call out the name so you can call them out when we pray together sarah lipsy carolyn martin beverly powell there are so many who need our uplifting prayers, even as we can't get to them in the hospital. But we know that the Holy Spirit, that our God is never absent from us. Come on now in the body. And so God can be there with us even in our deep midnight hours. And we want to make sure we also pray for Martin and Picola Knight, Jimmy Cunningham and wife Francis Dalton, Gloria Dixon, the German family. Patricia Love and family, Janice Minor, there are just so many prayer concerns. And so as we go before God today in prayer as a part of our worship experience, we invite even you to call those things to your mind that you want to lay before the throne of God, for God to touch, for God to minister to, for God to fix and heal as we go to God in prayer. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. The hymn says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. We give it up. Oh, what pain we needless bear. All because we do not carry everything. Let me say it again. Everything to God in prayer because God can handle it. Come on, wherever you are, just say that God 
can handle it. Remind yourself, God can handle it. It's not a surprise to our God. God can handle it. So wherever you are, come on, let's go before God in prayer. Our Father and our God, first of all, we just want to say thank you, God. We want to thank you for reminding us that they that wait on the Lord do renew their strength, God. We want to thank you that you are still uh, making us walk in talking miracles, God. We want to thank you that this week you reminded us that you're still doing unsearchable, unimaginable things that we would never would have thought could happen, God. We know we don't put our trust in horses or chariots or even humans. We put our trust in you, God, but you reveal yourself to us, oh God, every day, and so we we thank you. God, we lift up those families whose names have been called and even those that are on the hearts and minds of our congregation today, Heavenly Father. None of this is a surprise to you, but we thank you, God, for being omnipotent, for being omnipresent. That means that you're everywhere, that you can reach out and comfort our heart, that you can touch these lives, that you can strengthen these families, God. You have put us in a place, oh God, where we have had to quarantine and had to focus in, had to reconnect with our family and our loved ones, God. And Heavenly Father, we even thank you for that opportunity. In the midst of everything else that's going on, we're forging some stronger connections, God. There are still those being healed and delivered, God. And we thank you right now. God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you'll do what only you can do, God. We we trust the families into your hands, God. We trust those going through surgical procedures and dealing with illness into your hands, God. We trust those com- struggling, oh God, with hurt and harm, God, into your hands, God. We, str- we trust those who are struggling with aloneness and solitude into your hands, God. We know that you can reach them. We know that you can do it, God. We stand on your promises because you've got a track record that you don't forget your children, that you're faithful to your word, and that you will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to your power that's working in us. God, work in us right now. Oh, God, we invite you. Work in us. Work in us. Work in us. Perform your perfect work. And we'll be careful to give your name the praise, the honor, and the glory that is due your name, God. And right now, we just clap our hands and we say it's done, God. We say that it's done. We place our trust in you again, God, and know that you're working things out for our good. We believe you. We trust you. And we love you. And it's in Jesus' name that we all said amen 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 come on and bless the lord come on let's give the lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved thank you reverend kelly baptist for uh providing leadership we have two things we want to do as far as this morning is concerned before we uh ask you to, to give as far as the church is concerned this is the show that the life, the work, and the ministry, the growth of the church continues to take place. So at this time, we're going to have a baby dedication. Now, he can come on up here if he wants to. I'll give him the mic. Amen. Amen. Uh, we have a baby dedication, um, and we're going to uh, ask that the family uh, legacy, Leangelo Vasquez. Uh, I'm just going to ask that the parents and the child that's being dedicated will come. The rest of the family, if you would, just stand where you are um, to share in this moment. So if the parents uh, and the child would come, amen, amen.
face me. Face me. Okay. Um, I want to say first of all to uh, these wonderful parents, man, you're looking good. You want this? This is going to be yours in just a moment. This is going to be yours in, in just a moment, okay? I, I want to say that, first of all, in the Baptist church, we don't christen babies. We dedicate them. We give them back to the Lord because they come from the Lord. They come from the Lord. And every child, every child is a gift from God. And so your desire to dedicate this child is really a sign that you want the Lord to cover your child's life, that you want the Lord to be with you. Now, it's God's desire for a child to be born within the context of marriage. And of course, as we move forward, I want to say to you all that I want you all to do what you need to do to be the best parents for this child. Amen? Amen. So um, to these parents, to um, and I want to make sure I say your name right, my brother. Els Marilyn? All right. And to Bria, do you covenant with God to be the very best parents for this child. If so, say we do. Yes. To those that are here with this family, do you promise to cover this family in your prayers and of course give them the support they need? If so, say we do. And to all of our church family that's on Facebook Live, YouTube, watching us on Zoom, as well as to the men that are singing today, do you promise to pray for this family and be example of God's grace and hope? If so, say we do. At this time, I'm going to ask if we could. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. God, we come in the name of your son, Jesus, and we lift up legacy. Thank you, God, for his life. Thank you, God, for how you have moved as far as his parents are concerned. And we pray, oh God, that you would give them what they need to be examples of your grace and mercy. Show yourself mighty and strong, oh God, in their life and remind them of your grace and mercy. And now, God, as we give him back to you, let them raise him in the fear and, of course, in the admiration of who you are so that one day he will come to the saving knowledge of who Jesus Christ is in the pardon of his sin. It's in the name of your son, Jesus, we pray and we claim it done. Amen. Legacy. We dedicate you in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. We also have a certificate to let you all know that this is the day that we've dedicated him that is signed by me. And so I want you all to take that, either place it in his scrapbook or frame it for him. And one day, hopefully and prayerfully, he will come to the saving knowledge of who Jesus Christ is and the pardon of his sins. So thank you for letting us share. You may return and you may be seated. Amen. We also, we also have a baptismal certificate and Bible that we want to present to our candidate, Brother Antonio Rozier, who was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit on this day here at the St. Paul Church. 
Uh, Brother Rozier, thank you for giving me this opportunity to share this momentous occasion with you. This is a certificate of baptism, framing, but it's somewhere conspicuous. We have also are giving you a Bible. The Bible is the word of God. It's a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your pathway. And this is a Bible from your church family to you. It's the New King James Version. You can read it. You have any questions. I got some good deacons up here. Raise your hand, deacons. Amen. You got any questions, ask me on the deacons. I also got some good men of valor. Men of valor, raise your hand. We also got some good brothers that are part of our men's ministry. That if you need anything, you ask them. So thank you. I'm going to give you a fist bump. I ain't doing right hand of fellowship. We're doing right fist bumps of fellowship. Amen. As far as the time is concerned. Amen. Let's give God praise for this momentous occasion. At this particular time, we're getting ready to receive the Lord's offering. And as we prepare to receive the Lord's offering, there are three ways that you can give here as far as St. Paul Church is concerned. The first way you can give is by putting, bringing, um, putting your cash or check, I mean your check or money order in the mail and sending it to 1401 Alice Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. The second way you can give is by bringing your cash, money order, or check to the church. Call the church at 704-334-5309 to make sure that someone is here to receive the offering. Third way you can give is by going to our church website and following the giving prompts there. And then, of course, you can also give through the app called GiveLify. So either way that you want to give at this particular time, we want to encourage you to do that. I want you to do me a favor. Wherever you are right now, if you have your offering ready... If you would, uh, take the offering in your right hand, and would you bring me my, um, down, down, yeah, bring, yeah, bring me my uh, iPad. There you go, just the iPad. Amen. Thank you, Kelly. Um, if you would, take your offering, and we want you to place it in your right hand, and we want you to lift it to the Lord. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come right now, and you know the work that we're trying to do as far as being a witness in our community, city, state, country, and world that will bring you glory. God, as we prepare to give, if you would, bless those that are giving. God, if you would, bless those that have a desire to give, but they feel like they don't have much. Let them know that if they give from a place of sincerity, you, like the widow's might, will bless it tremendously. And then, God, if you would, take these gifts of ours, multiply them in a tremendous way, so that basically you will be glorified through our efforts and our actions and your work will be done through St. Paul. We love you and this is our way of showing our gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen. If you will go ahead and give at this particular time, our brothers are going to sing and then I ask that you will lift me up as far as the word of God is concerned.
Lord we serve is more than worthy of our trust. He is more than worthy of our faith. Thank you, brothers, for blessing us and setting our hearts ablaze. As far as your gift of music is concerned, I want to um, specifically, and I'm so appreciative of every time our ministers uh, serve with us as far as leading worship, taking some of the pressure off, but particularly want to thank uh, Reverend Kelly Baptist today because we were making a whole lot of twists and turns during this worship service to keep things moving. And um, she was able to uh, insert and pick up and flow. So thank you so very, very much as far as that's concerned. Um, today, I want to call your attention to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. And if you would... Um, Go to verse 17, Luke chapter 5, verse 17. And from the New King James Version of the Word of God, these words are printed from Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day, as Jesus was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them and behold men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed whom they sought to bring in and lay before him and when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling or the roof into the mist before Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this that speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your heart? Verse 23, which is key. Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise up and walk? But that you may know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose up before them took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all filled with amazement, and they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Amen. I want to preach for the time that is mine one way or another. One way or another. We need to understand and appreciate some basic things about Jesus that I think we take for granted. When I survey the cultural landscape, I have to admit that there are quite a number of us who do not fully grasp the person and the power of Jesus. Because if you really did, then you would develop a deeper and more genuine relationship with Jesus because you would fully appreciate how Jesus is nothing less than God in the flesh. 
I saw recently Reverend Baptist on Facebook. Social media sometimes make outlandish claims that make the claim that there is no God outside of a human. And while I look at these philosophical musings, I have to admit that this person's post was way off base. God is the one who exists outside of humanity, and God is the one who created humanity. Because if there were no God, there would be no human. If there were no Jesus, there would be no you and me. Jesus of Nazareth is not just another human being. Jesus of Nazareth is not just another man encouraging others to live a pure and moral life. Jesus was not just another prophet who would predict what kind of blessings you're going to get if you gave him some money. Hallelujah. Jesus is nothing less than the Son of God, who was not only a great teacher, but had a lot of deep philosophical knowledge and could frame it in such a way that the ordinary Jane and Joe could get it. But oftentimes, how Jesus would present himself, the religious folks would miss it. Jesus is the God-man, which means that Jesus is 100% human and 100% divine. Jesus is 100% God and 100% man. Jesus is so much God that he could walk on water, but he is also so much man that he had to take a nap on a boat. That being the case, Jesus demonstrates the essence of his humanity and the power of his divinity as he performs this miracle in this text. As you read the Bible, you will soon discover that God wants to make a profound and positive difference in our lives. It is not God's desire for us to suffer. It is not God's wish that we should deal with sickness it is not God's inclination for us to put up with pain and poverty. God wants more for us than we can ever imagine for ourselves. But what God wants for you is something you may not necessarily want for yourself. For example, you may want clothes, but you need compassion. You may want a car, but you need divine care. You may want money, but you need mercy from God. You may want a house, but you need a home. You, you may want a loan, but you need love. You may want some goods, but you need God's grace. You may want a handout, but you need a hand up. You may want some help, but God knows you need healing. And some believe that Jesus is a healer. But there are also those who know that Jesus is a healer. And that's because you know that Jesus has healed you. When you read the Bible, you'll see how Jesus has performed many signs and wonders. When you read the Bible, you will see how Jesus drove out unclean spirits, how he created a miraculous catch of fish, for Peter when he was on the Sea 
of Gennesareth. He cured a man who had leprosy. He healed Peter's mother-in-law. It demonstrates the healing power of Jesus. So the word got out that Jesus was in town. I can't imagine if I could use today's terminology that somebody sent out an email blast. Somebody put it on Facebook. Somebody tweeted that Jesus was in the region. Somebody set up a group text that Jesus was in town. They came from near and far to be healed of their infirmities. Somebody took some pictures and posted on the gram that Jesus was stretching out his hand, healing folks that needed to be touched. Those Pharisees and teachers of the law, the church folk, the religious folk showed up. And the Pharisees and the teachers of the law uh, saw what was happening, and they needed the same thing the other folks were getting, but they were too arrogant to recognize they needed it. They thought their standing before God was great because they knew the Torah or the Old Testament, and they had a little theology. The power of God was in Jesus to heal those who needed to be healed. And so here is Jesus in a crowded house. Thank God back then there was no COVID-19, but I believe that even if COVID-19 existed back then, Jesus could heal it too. Here is Jesus touching and healing people. Uh, people are being healed of all various kinds of diseases until four brothers showed up with their paralyzed friend. These four brothers tried to go in through the front door, but it was blocked. They tried to go in through the window. It was jammed. Uh, uh, they had to go up to the rooftop. And here is Jesus, watch this, doing teaching as well as healing. And then all of a sudden, dirt is dropping on the master's head. And as the dirt from the rooftop was dropping on their head, then all of a sudden, they noticed that the thatch roof was broken open and a paralyzed man was being lured into the very presence of Jesus. Now, let's be honest. Nobody wants to be paralyzed. Uh, Brother Pearson, nobody wants to be called handicapped. Nobody wants to be called disabled. Nobody wants to be called the cripple. Because back then, being disabled carried a certain negative stigma. For this brother, going out in public, being paralyzed was very embarrassing during that time because back then they did not have a walker. Back then they did not have wheelchairs. Back then they did not have a motorized scooter. Uh, this brother had four friends who somehow got him to Jesus. But there's another stigma that's connected with his paralysis and it's this. It was believed back then that if you were paralyzed, it was due to some type of sin. So back then, and even now, it's believed that if a person is suffering, if a person is dealing with a traumatic illness, it is because they have sinned greatly against God. A rabbi was quoted back then as saying, 
No sick person is cured of his illness until all his sins have been forgiven. And so it was believed uh, that this man's paralysis may have been, and I'm just getting this from some commentary that I read, it may have been a result of an STD. Uh, so this brother is dealing with a lot of societal stigma. We know what it's like to have stigmas placed on us. We know what it's like to have folks stereotype us and say things about us that they don't even know about us. For example, if you are a single black female with a child, they think you're on welfare. If you are a young brother with tattoos and dreads, they think you are a thug. If you are a brother who has a baby but ain't married to the mother, they think you are a deadbeat dad. If you're black, educated, and don't use slang, they think you want to act white. If you're white and a Republican, they want to say you're a racist. If you go to church, they want to say you're being brainwashed. If you are a man who worship and praise God, they want to say you're gay. If you are a black preacher, they think you drive a Cadillac and all you do is eat fried chicken. All of these stereotypes and stigmas don't readily match up to who we are. So, 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 I don't like Cadillacs anyway. So this ostracized. This ostracized, stigmatized, paralyzed brother shows up in the midst of Jesus and the master breaks all rules and protocol and says, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the scribes almost had a cow. They broke out in a hissy fit. But Jesus counteracted they're thinking by saying what is easier to say. Your sins are forgiven or rise, take up your bed and walk. But to show you that I got the power to forgive sins, uh, watch this. Brother man, take up your pallet and go to your house. In other words, Jesus was saying one way or another, you will walk. One way or another, God will get the glory. Can I wrestle with this question for a moment? What are the implications behind this move of Jesus, behind this miracle that Jesus worked that we ought to appreciate and we can shout about? It? Here it is. First of all, this miracle helps us to appreciate our deepest need for forgiveness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of us, whether we want to admit it or not, all of us are in need of forgiveness. There are some who suffer from various ailments. You've gone through some disasters. You've had some great disappointments. But the reason you have suffered from ailments and gone through disaster and faced disappointments is because of sin. Sin has been introduced, according to the Bible, into the human equation. So guess what? We suffer because of sin. We are sick because of sin. Marriages are broken because of sin. Relationships are shattered because of sin. We had to deal with four years of Trumpism because of sin. You got folks that are acting crazy because of sin. But look at the setup for the text I want to present to you right now. That when the friends 
brought this man to Jesus, I would think the first thing Jesus would say is how long you've been like this. Or what is it you want me to do for you? But Jesus breaks out with this. Your sins are forgiven. What? Check this out. This man was paralyzed, which is his physical condition. But Jesus interjects a spiritual issue. This is because what we see in the natural or in the physical always, always has spiritual implications. Notice Jesus says your sins are forgiven. That word sins is plural. This meant that this brother had a whole lot of stuff that needed to be forgiven. Jesus must have known this brother had some mess inside of him that was being reflected in his physical well-being. He struggled perhaps with guilt and with fears and with doubts. He, he was facing his own uh, internal demons and private struggles and secret grudges. This man had to depend upon other people to get around, but now he's dependent upon Jesus to get up. You just missed your cue shout. He had to depend upon others to get around, but he had to depend upon Jesus to get him up. There's a difference between getting around and getting up. You, you, you can be lazy and, and get around. You could be paralyzed and, and get around. You could be stuck on stupid and, and, and get around. You could be in a crazy relationship and, and, and get around. You could have stupid theology and, and get around. But somebody needs to do more than just get around. Some, somebody right now under the sound of my voice uh, need to get up. You need to get up from craziness. You need to get up from ignorance. You need to get up from apathy. You need to be get up from mediocrity. You need to get up from stupidity. You need to get up from silly you need to get up from holding grudges you need to get up from non-forgiveness you need to get up take up your bed and walk this paralyzed man was dependent upon his boys to get him around but he became dependent upon Jesus to get him up and, and, and the reason that Jesus mentions forgiveness first is that if you're going to have access and here's your shout if you watch me on screen Here's your shout. If you're going to have access to a holy God who can heal you, there must be an element of forgiveness so you can come to him. That's why we frequently have to ask God for forgiveness of our sins. But in this context, forgiveness carries a very rich meaning. Forgiveness means to release or to send away. And so what Jesus is saying in so many words, uh, uh, that which has been impeding your progress uh, is now being removed from your life. I think this is what we need in this culture today. Uh, uh, we are not just being held back because of political tricks. 
We're not just being held back because of COVID-19. We're not just being held back because the marriage ain't right. We're not just being held back because our children are acting crazy. We're not just being held back because of relationship betrayals. We're not just being held back because of our poor health. We are in a chokehold because of our sins. But I want you to know that the God we serve that came in the form of Jesus Christ has come to free us through the process of forgiveness from our sins. Jesus has come to remove us from lying tongues, lustful spirits, greedy disposition, gossiping mouths, nasty nature, stingy ways, judgmental attitudes, superiority complex, inferiority mentality, ignorant thinking, crazy relationships, and a painful predicament. He came to set us free. Forgiveness is the very release that you and I need So we can be free enough to be the me, the you, that God wants to bring in our reality without the burdens of our mess messing up our divine access. What did I just say? In other words, when God forgives me, he allows for me to be able to come to him just as I am. So he can create me to become more of what he wants me to be without the burden, the hell of my past, messing up my access to him. So when the guilt is dropped, you ought to be able to give God praise. When you know you've been released, you ought to be able to lift up your hands. When your mess is gone, you should have no problem worshiping God. Because when you ain't carrying a ton of bricks from your past, you have the ability to glorify God. When you're not dealing with the issues from your past, you have the ability to lift up hands and give God glory. And the power of your issues, the power of your past, the power of your mess, no longer dominates your being no longer dominates your life it's like Bishop G.E. Patterson used to say be healed be delivered be set free who am I talking to right now that need to embrace the forgiveness that God has for you so you can move on and become what God wants you to be so all of us I don't care how beautiful you are I don't care how rich you are all of us are in need of of forgiveness but then Jesus does something else Jesus way of doing miracles messes up the theology of folks who think they know God best let me see what I just dropped on you here it is uh, there were some scribes brother Warren there were some Pharisees there were teachers of the law Eric who had come not to be healed but to be nosy they, they, they showed up because they wanted to check Jesus out. They, they wanted to see if he was, would he, a doctor or some prophet because they heard about him. They, they heard how he healed all type of diseases. And, and so they wanted to show up to see if he was some type of charlatan or was he the real deal. And what messed them up or four words. Four words. Your sins are forgiven. And that messed them up because, Brother Ricky, they thought that God was the only one who can forgive sin. So they started, like church folk, mummering among themselves. I can imagine they were sending text messages to each other. 
and, and, and saying to each other, who does this joker think he is? But what they fail to understand is that Jesus is a mind reader. And they didn't have to say anything. Jesus, the Bible says, perceived what they were thinking. In other words, he read their mind. So I said, so the religious leaders, their issue was not that the man got healed. But their issue was the methodology that went against their theology. Uh, so they charged Jesus with being blasphemous against God because their limited understanding of God was that God was the only one who could forgive sins. Uh, but but they, 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 they did not really know God. Those religious folks did not know Yahweh or they would have recognized God in Jesus. So since they did not know God, they could not appreciate Jesus. Because watch this. Here's the question. How can God blaspheme against God? <laughs> so when Jesus delivered this man, they started hating on the man himself. They hated the man because of what Jesus had done. And let me let you know that whenever Jesus starts moving in your life and start doing major uplift in your life and he does not do it the way certain church folks think that it should be done, there are going to be folks that will trip on you as well. And what I like about how Jesus did is that Jesus takes on the prerogative that was only reserved for the priests of that day to execute. Their issue with Jesus is that he did not go to a seminary to learn how to do this. Their issue with Jesus was that he was not part of the Levitical priesthood. Their issue with Jesus was that he did not sit on the Sanhedrin council and pay homage to the high priest. Their issue with Jesus was that he did not have the credentials in order to forgive sin. But I love how Jesus handled what I call religious gatekeepers. Religious gatekeepers are those who know all the rules, but they don't know how to operate in love. See, 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 and, and I would dare say that we got gatekeepers in our culture today. Gatekeepers that know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, but they don't know the God of the Bible. Gatekeepers that know the constitution of the church, know all the bylaws and the policies and procedure of the church, but they don't know the Lord of the church. And God knows we got gatekeepers. Gatekeepers, you know, Reverend Doctor, gatekeeper, Bishop Apostle, gatekeeper, deacon and deaconess, gatekeeper, trustee, gatekeeper, mother, gatekeeper, head usher, gotta look a certain way, gatekeeper, gotta praise a certain way, gatekeeper, gotta move a certain way, gatekeeper. All you wanna do is get to Jesus and get the word that will change your life, and you got gatekeepers who will trip on what God wants to do in your life, but you need to let the gatekeeper know you don't have a heaven or a hell to put me in, and I'm gonna give God the praise that he so richly and rightfully deserved. Why? Because he gave me something I did not deserve. So you got to press your way 
past the gatekeepers because one day, guess what? The gatekeepers are going to have to go to the gate to see God for themselves. Um, let me go ahead and get out your way. Finally, Jesus wants to empower us to become persons who have no problem glorifying God. The, the, the ultimate purpose or move of God in your life is so that God will get glory from your life. Because watch this. In the text, after Jesus has dealt with the haters, he turns his attention back to the previously paralyzed brother who has been forgiven, but the brother ain't moving. Jesus wants to show the religious leaders that he has the power to forgive and the, ah, help me, help me preach this thing, and the power to heal. Now, now this is what gets me. Why are other folks tripping on what Jesus wanted to do with the paralyzed brother? Let's contextualize it and let's make it personal. Why are you tripping on what Jesus wants to do in my life? It is easier to say your sins are forgiven, fewer words. But then Jesus says, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your own house. That's more words. Y'all missed it. Four words, your sins are forgiven. Or a whole bunch of words, uh, I say to you, brother, arise, take up your bed, and walk. Here's the blessing. God does not need to do much to get us right. <laughs> but if it falls on you, it will take more from you to do what you need to do to become right than it takes for God to get you right. Did, did, did you catch that? In, in other words, it, it don't take a lot of stuff for God to get you right. But if you try to fix yourself, it's going to take you a whole lot longer for you to get to the place where God will have for you to be. So when the issue is forgiveness, the impetus is on God. But when Jesus says, get up, take up your bed, go to your own house, now the impetus is on the brother. <laughs> this brother had to do something with the words that Jesus had charged him. And notice what the text says, because this is what shouts me. The text says that the brother got up immediately. Read your Bible. It's right there. It's right there. It's plain as day. E immediately. In, in other words, Zoom congregation, it did not take him five minutes. Uh, Antorio, it did not take him an hour. Uh, it did not take him until this time next week. The Bible says immediately, quick, fast, and in a hurry. And that's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of God I love. God can move immediately. In other words, uh, somebody needs to know that God can heal immediately. Somebody needs to know that God can deliver immediately. God can turn around immediately. God can save you immediately. God can rescue you immediately. God can deliver you immediately. Now, I don't think that brother man just got up, quietly rolled up his mat, and said, yo, Jesus, thanks a lot. See you at Sabbath at temple. No, I can imagine 
that when you've been down so long till getting up ain't even on your mind, I can imagine that when this brother was told to move, he did like ludicrous. He moved just like that. And I can imagine that the brother started jumping. Brother man started skipping. Brother man started shouting. Brother man started praising God. And I could see his four boys that came with him. They were jumping. And they were shouting. And they were praising God. I can imagine in my sanctified imagination, he was crying and, and praising God. Why? Because he was saying to himself, look at me. I, I can walk now. Uh, I, I, I can really, I can really walk right now. Uh, look at me. I'm, I'm healed. Look, look at me. Uh, I've been set free. Look at me. God has made a change in my life. Uh, I don't know to whom I'm talking to, but I want you to know that when you come in contact with Jesus, when you have a real encounter with Jesus, not on some emotional level, not not on some mental level, but when you've had a deep contact with Jesus on a spiritual level that lets you know your sins have been forgiven, that your mess has been released, that your life has been redeemed, and that you are somebody special. You ought to leave that moment changed forever and ever. I, I know some persons who have been healed, uh, but they hadn't been changed. Uh, but then I also know some folks that know that God has pardoned you of your sins. Uh, and, and it's like a load uh, has uh, been lifted off of you. Uh, and, and you cannot leave uh, your moment uh, of deliverance the same way you came in. Uh, what I like about this text, y'all got to excuse me, my Mississippi trying to slip out. Is that brother man uh, came into the house paralyzed uh, and he left healed. Uh, brother man came uh, into the house uh, a sinner uh, and God uh, forgave him of his sins. Uh, brother man came into the house uh, disabled, uh, but he left walking. Brother man came into the house uh, on a mat, but the Lord allowed for him to carry his mat. And I stopped by on my way to this close to let somebody know that the God we serve is more than able to let you carry the stuff that's been carrying you. Am I talking to anybody that's watching us on the Zoom? Am I talking to anybody watching us on Facebook Live? Am I talking to anybody that's watching us on YouTube? Am I talking to anybody here in the sanctuary that ain't afraid to give God praise? Because God, through Jesus, would do whatever it takes to get you right with God. Good afternoon, church. May the Lord bless you real good. But I believe somebody in the house ain't afraid to testify. I believe somebody watching us uh, ain't afraid to lift up hands uh, because God is able uh, to get you right. Uh, if you need forgiveness, uh, God can do it. Uh, if you need a healing, uh, God can do it. Uh, if you need a word, uh, God can say it. Uh, if you need deliverance, uh, God can work it. Uh, if you need redemption, uh, God's got it. If you need love, 
God will show it. If you need grace, God will supply it. If you need mercy, God will grant it. If you need joy, God can give it. If you need peace, God will provide it. And if you need God, don't look no further because God is in the forgiving business. Whatever God needs to get you right, he is able, he's able, he's able to do it immediately one way or another. God can save you uh, one way uh, or another. Uh, God can heal you uh, one way or another. Uh, God can liberate you uh, one way uh, or another. Uh, God can glorify you uh, one way or another. Uh, God can free you uh, one way uh, or another. Uh, God will forgive you uh, one way another uh, God can set you straight and when God uh, saves you uh, when God uh, delivers you uh, when God uh, forgives you uh, you ought to have no problem uh, glorify him uh, you ought to have no problem giving him praise uh, you ought to have no problem uh, shouting hallelujah you ought to have no problem uh, lifting up your hands uh, cause when about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. My soul, my soul, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Anybody glad he set you free? Anybody glad he delivered you? Anybody glad he loves you? Anybody glad he forgives you? If you ain't too afraid, if you ain't too scared, if you ain't too ashamed, lift up your hands, throw back your head, open up your mouth, and bless his name, for he is worthy of the glory, he is worthy of the praise, he is worthy of the honor, he is worthy of your worship, he's worthy. your sins are forgiven arise take up your mess and walk one way or another God can get you right I I um, want to take this this opportunity if you're here right now if you're listening to us on live stream if you're in the house wherever you may be uh He's able. <laughs> He's able to save. He's able to deliver. He's able to set free. He's able to get you right. 
wherever, wherever you are right now, he is able to do it. Uh, I, I, I've discovered you, you don't have to be in a sanctuary for God to save you. You don't have to be at 141 Allen Street to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It is predicated upon your faith, your trust in God. Hear me and hear me well. Is it really that easy? Yep. Because if you pray the prayer of faith, the prayer of salvation, and you mean it in your heart, you mean it in your head, God will save you. He will give you the gift of salvation. He will give you the gift of eternal life. But that's the, that's the basement. That's the bottom floor. Then you got to grow. Uh, you can't just be satisfied with getting in the door. Then, then you got to grow. And how does that growth take place? That takes place by studying his word, getting connected to a fellowship, to a Bible teaching, Bible believing, Bible practicing church. Um, getting connected to a community because God does not save us to be disciples in isolation. We're saved to be part of community. I want to, to lead you just in a short prayer if you're watching us wherever you may be. And if you would, repeat this prayer after me. Repeat this prayer after me. God, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died for my sins on a cross. And three days later, you raised him from the dead. I want a relationship with you right now. I believe you sent Jesus for a sinner like me. And I believe that you allow for him to have all power. He took my place at Calvary. Thank you for the gift of your son. Thank you for the gift of salvation. I don't understand it, but God, I believe it. So right now, I accept your gift and I thank you for your gift. It's in Jesus' name. I pray this prayer. Amen. Hey, if you meant that prayer, you're sincere about that prayer, two things have just happened. Number one, your sins are forgiven. Number two, you have salvation. You have eternal life. I would love, though, to offer something else. I would love to offer you a, a relationship with this church. We want to help you to become all that God will have for you to be. And so wherever you are right now, if you hear me and you hear me well, and you want this gift to become not only concretized because it's already sealed by the blood of the Lamb, but you want to grow in your relationship with God. I would love for you to become a part of the St. Paul Church. I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. So if you're watching us live, or even if you're in the sanctuary, if you're watching us live or you're in the sanctuary, you want that relationship, you're sincere about that relationship, you can come forward right now. Or if you're watching us live, if you would email connect at spbcnc.org. 
If you're on Facebook, type salvation in the chat box when our digital ministers reach out to you. If you're watching us on the website, type salvation when our digital ministers will come in with an email to let you know how you can call the church office. If you're on the phone, uh, you can call the church office at 704-334-5309. Leave your number, uh, name, and your phone number, or you can email us at connect at spbcnc.org. That's if you want, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let us know. Let us know. Here's another way. If you want to join by Christian experience, all you just need to do is do what I've just previously told you, but type in connect rather than salvation. Type in connect. Somebody will reach out to you. Call us. Email us. Somebody will reach out to you by 5 o'clock tomorrow. Let you know what the next steps are. And... Um, we would love for you to be a part of our fellowship. So if that's you, if that's you, go ahead, start moving those fingers right now. Go ahead, let the Lord, uh, let people know what the Lord is doing in your life. Amen. Amen. Well, we're getting ready to get out of here. Thank you, brothers, for blessing us with your gift of song. Uh, thank you, Reverend Baptist, for leading in worship to our media ministry. Uh, to those who are part of our fellowship this morning for children dedication as well as baptism, we applaud you. Let's go ahead, let's stand, and let's have a closing prayer. God, we thank you because we know one way or another you got us right with you. Now God is prepared to leave from this place but never from your presence. Keep us in your sovereign care. God, we pray right now that by the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit, keep us strong throughout this week. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy. So otherwise, God, to be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. St. Paul, listen, I love you. God loves you even more. Have a blessed week in the Lord. Be safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Practice social distancing. And we look forward to one day getting back into the sanctuary. But until then, continue to pray for us as we continue to do the work of the Lord.